Oh, uh, yeah, good point. Well, in that case... In that case... Brothers and sisters, welcome to the media stream. I'm Akira the Dawn, artist, DJ, and architect of the Medium Wave universe. Today we're going on a journey. Strap yourselves in, smash that like. Get ready. Humor to Bloomer 2. Just as everybody locked in. It's about to be an epic one, baby. It's about to be one of those epic, epic meaning streams. The one that people whisper about in chat rooms and comment sections and lounges across the galaxy. And you can tell them, I was there. I was there! When Akira the Dawn did Duma, the Bluma 2. The second installment in the epic and world-famous Duma to Bluma trilogy. I was there. It was epic. It was Homerian. Epic just wasn't a big enough word. So we called it Homerian. Truly, brothers and sisters. This beautiful day to be alive.
Distracted Baby, welcome to the meaning stream. I do believe it is number 197. That's 197 days and nights of doing it right, just like Daft Punk told you. Coming up fast on that episode 200, number 200. That's one of them powerful numbers. a week of powerful activities. I woke up with a cold. I said, hmm, body, get that shit out of me. Mind, keep an eye on body. And uh, I'm feeling much better right now. You know, woke up, did the meaning stream, did the Meaning Way morning show even. Had a word with my mind and my body. Then got after it, baby. And, uh, you know, we started recording the What's Wave 20K record on Monday. It is a week later. We have done 19 tracks. 19 tracks. I think that is, I don't know if that's my record. I don't know. I should be paying attention to what my record is, but 19 instant classics. In the time it took God to create everything. <laughs> Get going, baby. Yeah. How's everyone doing out there? What's up, LL Cool J? Welcome to the channel. LL Cool J's in the channel. You know, LL Cool J had a jacket a bit like mine. If you're listening on the podcast, you know it's special because it's uh, Red Leather Jacket Day. I'm wearing that beautiful, you know, Ferrari red, lipstick red, uh, Krista Burr's lady in red ass jacket, baby. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So you know it's about to be hype. You know you are in for a special high-energy evening. Ladies love Cool James. That's right, Marshall McCoy. That's right, ladies do love Cool James. Ladies love Cool James and ladies love the meaning stream. Did you know that? Ladies love the meaning stream. Ooh, and ladies love this beat that I never did anything with. Oh. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? Why haven't I done anything with this beat? This beat just has funk deep inside of its ass. Woo! Feel that? Hey. That's right, Rick Adelsey. Rick Adelsey's excited for Duma to Bloomer 2. Says part one was unreal. Legit game-changing. Let's go! We getting ready to go, baby. You better smash that like. Get the boys in here. Get the girls in here. Get the gang in here. Get the indeterminable objects in here. Smash that like. I can see there's about 23% of you have not smashed the like. Could even be 33. Math is not my strong suit. What a day it is. What a day it has been. Shouts out to Johnny Rotten. 
shout out to John Lydon from Public Image Limited and the Sex Pistols upsetting people by being himself. Loads of people are on Twitter and stuff crying about, oh, my childhood. Uh, because John Lydon of the Sex Pistols, you know, the quintessential British punk band, uh, is doing a number of things that are very, very punk in 2020. You know, when I say punk, I mean, well, I mean, how would you define punk? Let's just say that doing, you know, um, I got a bunch of emails today from the PRS and, and uh, all sorts of companies with literally the words diversity and inclusion in the headlines. You know, and Prince Charles, all these people, they're all talking about the same shit. Now, would you think talking about the stuff that uh, PRS and Woolworths or whatever the hell, whatever the heck, whatever the bless, uh, every corporation on earth, would you think siding with them would be punk rock? Do you think siding with Prince Charles and the monarchy is punk rock in 2020? Do you think? Do you think? Or do you think probably one of the more punk things you could do if you were John Lydon is wear a Make America Great Again t-shirt? That's actually very about the most punk rock I think you can do. Apart from, apart from, he's also not making music anymore because he's dedicated his whole life to being the, the, the primary caregiver uh, to his wife, who I believe has Alzheimer's or something. That's also incredibly punk rock, to dedicate yourself to somebody else in this age of, uh, of selfish, selfishness and nihilism. So shout out to Johnny Rutten. Uh, Johnny Rutten, it would seem, is still Johnny Rutten. He's still Johnny Rutten. You know, uh, where others, others have fallen and uh, cast aside their beliefs and uh, sold, sold themselves out and sold out their beliefs. It seems that John Lydon, uh, a.k.a. Johnny Rotten, who was warning everybody about Jimmy Savile in the 70s. You know, well, you, well uh, Prince Charles was having Jimmy Savile round for Christmas dinner. This is facts. This is facts, brothers and sisters. This is facts. Johnny Rotten was not having Jimmy Savile round for Christmas dinner. He was publicly accusing him on television of the things that, after his death 30-something years later, would come to be known. So I think it's probably John Lydon who's most likely to be on the right side of l'histoire. Probably. Probably not Prince Charles. Just going on, uh, on the past record. I mean, what do I know? Just a humble beat gardener. Just a humble beat cut. The shouts has Jody Rod. Ah! That shit made me laugh my ass off. Oh my goodness. Imagine being a nihilist in 2020. Oh, so cringe. So cringe. Nihilist in 2020. I think of it a good equivalent. It'd be like having a naff naff jacket in 1993. I think that's a pretty pretty niche reference there. I kind of want a naff naff jacket now, you know. Root, root. Anyway, welcome one and all. Welcome brothers and sisters. It's the Meaning Stream. We're going to go on a journey tonight from weirdly. Well, I mean, that's a pretty good segue from Duma to Bloomer. You know, we got a couple. We got a bunch of different angles on how to achieve this. It's the thing that needs achieving, since uh, you know, cynicism and nihilism are so trendy and 
so easy. So easy, but also so cringe and so shameful and so weak and so unmanly. Oh, so pathetic. Oh, so creepy crawly. Don't do it, baby. I mean, it's easy. I know it's easy. Offers you an instant out of everything. Oh, why bother? Oh, there's no point. Why bother being a nice person? Why bother smiling? Why bother washing my piss? <laughs> well, brothers and sisters, we've got a lot of reasons to wash your monkey. Smile at people. To uh, look after the temple that is your body, brothers and sisters. Look after that thing. So many reasons. So many reasons. Uh, so many reasons. But uh, before we start that, I'll, I'll open up the floor to you guys. You guys who are here locked in tonight. Uh, you know, let me know where you've come from to get to the MAZ. That's the Meaning Wave Autonomous Zone. That's where we're at right now. Let me know where you came from to get here. And just give me one reason uh, why... Uh, You should reject cynicism and reject nihilism in 2020. Just one reason. I only want one. Just one. Uh, What up, Mystic Mage Mage? Says, hey, TD. Glad to see you still at it. I've been a big fan since the hypocrite on Newgrounds days, bro. GL in your endeavors and keep spreading your message. Peace. God bless you, Mystic Mage. God bless you. So nice to see you here. After all these years, here you, here we are, you and I still getting after it. Still powerful and epic. Still enjoying the internet. Still taking advantage of the myriad opportunities that the gods have blessed us with. Here at the peak of recorded human civilization, in this most auspicious year of our Lord, 2020 AD. The year where the wheat is sorted from the chaff, brothers and sisters. A mighty year of wheat and chaff shifting, sorting. And I would say, pay attention, brothers and sisters, to who kept their shit together in 2020 and who did not. And going forward, you know who you can look to. You know? Those who could not keep their shit together in 2020. Be wary of them. And those who caved in 2020 to uh, the bangs of mobs and the demands of the unwavy, do not forget. Not for anything silly like any kind of, you know, comeuppances or anything like that. Just so you know, going forward, who you can, who's worth listening to and who is worth ignoring and possibly yeeting into the sun. But certainly ignoring. Well, let's have a look at my uh, let's have a look at my chat section here and see what's going on. We've got phased in the house. Says, do I hear my childhood Donkey Kong? No. It's a Mario. It's a Mario. Yes, it is. We got Maine in the house with Right Said Fred. Uh, we got Andre P. Hang on, stop the chat, please don't scroll away from me while well, I'm so busy. Uh, YouTube here, Alex. Feel free to ban people who are annoying. Um, I know you do already. I know you do already. Shouts out to YouTube hero Alex all day. What a guy. Uh, we got Dexter Sands Gush. Show me some meaning waves. Okay, I will. Chris Adams says, Johnny Rotten rules. Of course. I mean, he only has one job. Being Johnny Rotten. He's very good at it. Hey, hey, hey. Shouts out to Neil Young. 
And uh, Canadians in general. You know, I'm a big fan of Canadians. Strange segue there, but what are you going to do? Uh, what are you going to do? Audio Buffet Podcast says, I only drive MAZ. Uh, hey, it's me talking back to myself. Shush up, you, Akira the Nun. Dexter Sons Gorsh is in the house. Uh, Eschiant is in the house. Dexter Sands Gorsh is in the house. Andre Pete is in the house. Get married, have kids, stay married. The stay married bit is the really punk rock bit. I mean, I, you know, this is, this is one thing, you know, I was saying a couple of years ago, the most punk rock thing you can do is, uh, you know, get married, have some kids, uh, be civil, be wholesome. Wholesomeness is about as punk rock as you can get in these strange times. Now, stay, it's not just get married, though. I mean, people keep getting married, and then they're like, they're, it's like they haven't read the definition of marriage. What's her name? Miley Cyrus. Didn't she get married for like a week or something? That's not, that's not how it works. For better and worse, you have to at least try a bit. You know, when I say a bit, I mean a lot. A lot. Oh, my goodness. Yo. There's people giving up at the first sign of, like, I don't know, mild discomfort. <laughs> Running off. Get out of it. On the other side is greatness. Greatness. Now, Internet Crustacean has an interesting question. That's a very good question. Where can I buy a steel meaning wave triangle like the one in the front of your setup? Well, we will let you know very soon because we're actually about to uh, make these things available, these epic bad boys. It's very heavy. It's metal. It's very dense metal. I think it's made out of a dead star or something. I've got to find out. Um, yeah, but yes, you will be able to get these very soon, actually. Uh, currently, only a couple. Of, this one was the very first one. And then uh, two others exist. And uh, one of them is in the possession of YouTube Hero Alex. That's right. YouTube Hero Alex is in possession of one of these very, very rare, very, very beautiful, very, very powerful items. The Meaning Wave Monolith. The Meaning Wave Monolith. It, it lights up, by the way. I don't know if you've seen it on some of the shows. It lights up. Very powerful thing. Uh, anyway... We were talking about stuff, weren't we? We were letting people know. There, Sway let Sway's in the house! My guy, where's my noise? Yeah, good to see you, baby. Washington check! You might need to be useful one day. That's right. We've got St. Charles M.O. in the house. Here via Cernovich. What, Cernovich sent you? Shout out to Cernovich! What a guy. I ever tell you the story about how Cernovich is, like, partially responsible for the existence of Meaning Wave? And now, without Cernovich, and uh, a number of things I learned from Cernovich, one of them was the notion of self-talk, which I had no idea about until I read his book about guerrilla mindsets, which was very smartly done, right? My wife had been into mindset shit for years, and I was like, oh, I'm paying attention, that's girl shit. But you called the book Guerrilla Mindset, I'm like, oh, that's, that, I, I think I can read that. That seems masculine enough for me. But anyway, the concept of self-talk was something I got from that. I wasn't even aware of it. Paying attention to how one just talks to oneself. Turned out I did indeed talk to myself in the manner I would not even speak to somebody I disliked heartily. And just that, just that, just changing my inner monologue to something powerful, useful, and uh, not really, really horrible changed my life quite radically and led almost directly to the creation of Meaning Wave. Anyway, we can talk about that more another time. Because i got to get through uh, all these wonderful, wonderful ideas. Joel Freeman is walking his dog, and that's wonderful. 
Dexter Sand Gosh says cynicism is for lazy people who don't wash their privates. It is known. It is known. Full Killer 3644, Maryland. We reject cynicism cynicism because it is draining and unhelpful. Unhelpful. Phased says, ironically, this has been the best year of my life. Not even slightly ironic. You will find this, as you just talk with people, you'll find that the that powerful, useful, epic people have had a wonderful year. And some some would say the best year ever. Yo! In fact, that's a brilliant heuristic. Brilliant heuristic. You know, the one heuristic is, you know, you can basically tell if someone is uh, positive and optimistic versus sort of not. Yeah, you can basically tell if someone's going to be useful and successful in this world. Based on that. Uh, and Bees is in the house, says, you helped keep us all cheerful during. I do my best. Uh, we've got Essien coming in from Panama. Reject nihilism because life is too fucking short to be acting like a hedgy kid. <laughs> exactly! Life is too short to be acting like Richie Manick in 1994. Mike Bezzers, Pittsburgh, rejecting it to embrace meaning and therefore positive emotion. That's right. Andre P says, I bought two TVs in 2020. I hope you use them to uh, stream the meaning stream and nothing else. Douglas Holloway says, just keeping it together, put it all in a ball and put it in a sack and keep it together. Summer. Sexy time. We've got Rick Addison, Manchester, UK. Cynicism, don't protect the sailor from the storm. The storm is what we need. Yeah, competent. Oh, I do love this chat. I do love this chat. I do love this live audience. I do love this gang of wavy creatures. Wavy, wavy, beautiful creatures. Not unwavy creatures, but beautiful, wavy creatures. The best kind of creature that there is. Yes, it is. Uh, bonus for those who got their shit together in 2020. Oh, yeah, baby. America, Texas, Texas, America. What up, Chase? Shout out to you, baby. I need a better mic stand. Uh, Andre P says, get married, have kids, be nice. Lol. Quite. Uh, <laughs> CWD, I don't say your name because I just don't recognize the first word in your name as being a real word. and just annoys me. So you, like, yeah. Shouts out to your daughter, though. She wants you to tell you. She wants me to tell you that she thinks you're interesting. Well, shouts out to her. Interesting people are interested. You know, it takes one to know one. Chase Mushong. Yeah, too many people settle for people they shouldn't have married anyway. So sometimes it's good. What's good? Pay attention. Pay attention. And uh, in Manus Life Sanity, resonates me anyway. Vibes are very nice. Internet Crustacean says, whoa! Spagandi is jealous of YouTube Hero Alex and his monolith. Yeah. CWD married 17 years, no quitting yet. We're in it to win it. Get after it, baby. Mystery Madge, it's funny how many people I've met who preach how horrible a place the world is. Didn't have it that bad compared to the people keeping it positive. Got to think about it. Real shit, baby. The happiest people I ever met were poor. Very strange. So many strange things in this world. Of course, I've met some very, very happy non-poor people as well. Don't get me, don't get me wrong. Uh, Dexter sounds good. It's okay to be a dad. I don't recognize these things. I refuse. I'm not going to read any more anything to do with that. Uh, Dexter sounds good. Says F fear. Quite right too. Uh, N2 Little says Canadian loves you. Thank you very much. We love Canada. Michael Tapia, much love from Phoenix, Arizona. Shouts out to Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, day. We 
we've got Cindy Bailey in the house. There's nothing spectacular has happened, but prior to the Tom Hanks disease, my husband stayed home from work and we spent nine months together. I'm surprised at the amount of couples at each other's throats on lockdown. Hmm. Yo, 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 yo. Spin Andy's in the house. Flow, flow, flow riders. Cynicism is water in the mind's fuel tank. Don't get it diluted. Got Caroline H in the house. Very happy. Lawrence Pilgrim wrote How to Find Higher Existence. Oops, sorry, this isn't Google. Don't ask Google. Google don't know she is. Yo, yo, yo. Austin came and says, loving the mirrored flyover shots in the background. What are you using for those effects? The mirror? The mirror, I mean, mirroring is an effect in uh, Adobe Premiere called mirror. Mirror in Adobe Premiere. It's very cool. Um, we got Adam Townsend in the house. Oh, my goodness. What a legend. Epic activities only in 2020. Shouts out to Adam Townsend. One of those ultra epic individuals who I told you about previously was referring to 2020 as the uh, greatest transfer of power in recorded human civilization, I believe. Lots of different takes on this thing. James Altucher calls it the Great Reset. The Great Reset. I call it the greatest year of all time. I call it the peak of recorded human civilization. I call it a time of unimaginable opportunity and potential. As you know, the time of Tom Hanks, in which we got after it. But if this is, if there was ever a time to reject cynicism and nihilism, the time is now, brothers and sisters. The time is now, and we have got a very special set prepared for you, which is going to help you. It's going to help you to do that. Brothers and sisters, are you ready? Let's get that International 5-5 cracking. We are truly an international audience. It is truly an international gang gathered here today across space and time. If you're locked in on the podcast or the replay, you know what to do. You know what to do already, brothers and sisters. All you got to do is cock back. Raise it up. Three, two, one. For the ancestors. Are you ready? Can you dig it? That's life, baby. Frequently, what I'm doing as a therapist is helping people have a life that would work, you know, and you can parameterize that. What do you need? How about some friends? How about an intimate relationship with someone that you can trust that maybe has a future? That'd be good. How about a career that puts you in a dominance hierarchy somewhere so at least you've got some possibility of rising, some possibility of stabilizing yourself? a schedule and a routine because no one can live without a routine you just forget that if you guys don't have a routine i would recommend like you get one going because 
you cannot be mentally healthy without a routine. You need to pick a time to get up, whatever time you want, but pick one and stick to it, because otherwise you dysregulate your circadian rhythm, deregulate your mood, and eat something in the morning. I had lots of clients who've had anxiety disorders. I had one client who was literally starving. Very smart girl. There was very little that she liked. She kind of tried to subsist on like half a cup of rice a day. She came to me and said, I have no energy. I come home, all I want to do is watch the same movie over and over. Is that weird? And I thought, well, that's not hard work. You know, it's a little weird, but whatever. You need to regulate your use of drugs and alcohol, most particularly alcohol, because that does in a lot of people. Um, you need a family, like the family you have, your parents and all that. It'd be nice if you all got along. You could work on that. That's a good thing to work on. And then, you know, you probably need children at some point. And that's life. So the accountability mirror is something that I kind of came up with in high school. Like I said, I started shaving my head when I was 16. I got caught up in trying to impress so many people because no one liked me. So I developed so many different identities. Let me sag my pants. You know, let me, okay, let me pull my pants up. Let me, let me talk this way or act this way or be this way or, or whatever the hell it may be. God, dog, there's so many different things I did to try to fit in with so many different groups. That when you look in the mirror, that's the one person you can't lie to. So every morning I would shave my head thinking, God, I would reflect back on some of the lies I may have told somebody or some of the ways I acted that I didn't feel comfortable doing. And I did it to impress other normal people. The key where there's normal, everyday people. I was trying to make other people like me. How pathetic is that? So this mirror would always tell me my my reflection would say, God, you are a pathetic man. How does I feel every day to be this way? So I would just start having myself accountable. How did I attack today? How did I attack yesterday? And if I didn't do something I was proud of, I'd write down a sticky note and I would fix it. And I would fix it. So then my senior year in high school, it was a totally different David God. There was a lunch table. I wanted to sit the cool guy lunch table, man. I wanted to, you know, even though everybody was calling me a nigga all the time, I wanted to try to act like somebody I wasn't so I could fit in. I sold my soul to the devil. No, I'm, I'm David fucking God. That's who I am. And so I wrote down on a piece of paper, fuck the table. Sit by your fucking self. And that's what I did, and guess what happened? 
my table became a table people started sitting at. Because a whole bunch of people in that lunchroom felt exactly like I did. Fuck the table. Sit by your fucking self. Fuck the table. Sit by your fucking self. Sit by your fucking self. Fuck the table. Sit by your fucking self. MAC, make some noise for David Goggins. Make some noise for yourselves. Make some noise for that meaning wave autonomous zone. That is the table. You gotta be oriented towards something. Whoa. Because otherwise you're disoriented. You just spin around in circles and then you suffer. And so do people around you. It's not a good solution. Orient yourself towards something. Okay. You have to figure out what it is. What will work for you? Uh. What goal would would justify the suffering of your life? Start trying to piece that together. You're going to get better at it. But it's a personal process. So you need a personal place to stand because otherwise you're going to be handed a place to stand on a plate. And it may be one that, that makes you a puppet of someone else's goals. So I would say, you know, I... I, I what are, the, what are the processes? Well, I think what I've recommended to people is clean up your room. 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 That's a good start. Organize your local landscape. Schedule your time. Start taking control of yourself. See if you can stop saying things you know to be lies. That's not the same as telling the truth. You don't get to do that to begin with because you're not good enough at it to even attempt it in some sense. But everyone can stop saying things they know to be falsehood. Stop saying things that violate your conscience. Here's another idea. Stop saying and doing things that make you feel weak. All you have to do is pay attention to that. Some things you do will make you feel disintegrated. It's a physiological sensation. Some things improve your integrity and some things disintegrate you. Now, the things that disintegrate you, you often do to impress other people. Or because you're taking a shortcut or you're escaping what you know to be your moral obligation. And your moral obligation stems naturally from your aims. And if you don't have an aim, well then, you're aimless. So that's not a solution. So along with the aims come the moral obligations. Then when you violate the moral obligations, you'll have a sense of that violation. It's like, well, you have to stop doing that. Or, or that's something you could do. You don't have to. You don't have to do any of this. But I would say that's where, where people should start. You start small. Clean up your room. Clean up your room. Clean up your room. Clean up your room. I had a girl come up to me last night. She said, I started cleaning up my room 
changed my life. She said, your room is an externalization of your mind. And that's right. That's exactly true. To the degree that you're in your room, the room is you. Now, that isn't how people think. That's okay. It doesn't matter if they think that way. That's how it is. So, straighten up what you can straighten up and quit saying things that make you feel weak. And then... What to do next? M-A-Z, what to do next? Akira. It's for the heroes. You have to be the hero of your own story. And you can do that. You have to be the hero of your own story. And you can do that. 90% of it is just showing up. Get there and start working. Like, you're not going to feel perfect every day. Got to be those days you push through. This is what I want you to do. Write down what you would like to fix about your life. If you're 30 pounds overweight, you want to lose 30 pounds? Do it the right way. Write down what you eat. Exercise every day. Force yourself to do it. The brain is the general, the troops are the body, and you get up and you do it. And then you get to write it down. You know, you're doing what you got to do to get by, but ultimately you're not respecting yourself. I think we all have a certain amount of appreciation and respect for hero figures. We all look at the guy who never lies, always does the right thing, and fucking helps everybody out, and that's the John Wayne character, you know, that's, that's the ultimate hero. The ultimate hero. You can be the hero 
of your own story that at 40 years of age, stopped, got out of bed and said, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not doing this anymore. And I'm going to get myself in shape and I'm going to eat healthy. And I'm going to do this because this is this is me now. This this is me now. I decide that this is me. And people have to realize that you are not your past. You are not all the times you fucked up. You're not all the times you were drunk. That's not you. That's, that's not you. You are the person who's learned from a great deal of experience. This, this is a battle that you will fight for the rest of your life. But the key is to fight it. Not to give in. Don't give in to that resistance. Fight that resistance. And in doing so, every day you do so, you have won the battle for that day. And you will continue to fight that battle. You have to be the hero of your own story. And you can do that. You have to be the hero of your own story. And you can do that. You have to be the hero of your own story. And you can do that. You have to be the hero of your own story. And you can do that. Oh! MAC makes noise! All them wave emojis in the chat right now. If you... Recognize your position as the hero of the movie that is your existence. No one else gets to do that. No one else can do that. Waiting for someone else to do that will fuck up the movie. Noise for Joseph Rogan. Dr. Joseph Rogan, there. That song is from the album Experience. It's out now on all streaming platforms. It is a very powerful album. Some may say great and powerful. Shouts out to everyone locked in. We're doing Duma to Bloomer. We're going on that journey, baby. We're showing you how it's done. Get your ass out of that useless, nihilistic place somewhere useful and glorious. Why not? Why not? Why bother getting out of bed otherwise? And maybe some of y'all ain't getting out of bed. Well, we got reasons. We got mad reasons for getting out of bed, baby. We got Andrew Pullman in the house. Says, I've listened exclusively to Meaning Wave since April. Thanks, Akira. Feels like it works. Does it feel like it works, Andrew Pullman? Because feels like it works. Yo! In... Genesis, one of the things God has Adam do first. So God makes the world by speaking. Okay, so that's the first thing to think about. You're supposed to think in a sophisticated way about this. The idea is that there's some integral relationship between 
communication and the structure of being. It's part of the role that consciousness plays in the world, whatever that role is. Language takes the chaos and makes it into things. And so God has Adam name all the animals. They're not even really real until they have names. Well, let's say that you're having a rough patch in your relationship and you don't know why. It's unnameable. Is it real? Well, yeah. It's manifesting itself in a physiological discomfort. Then you talk about it and you name it. It goes from this blurry thing that's kind of potential. It goes snap. And then it's this thing. That's a horrible thing. It's like a little poisonous thing, but it's not a whole foggy cloud of potential poison. It's like this little sharp poison thing. And then you think, okay, it's real. It's a little monster. It's little at least. And now probably we can do something about it. If we can admit to it. So it's this precision. Because the unnameable is far more terrifying than the nameable. No matter how terrible the actuality is, it's rarely as terrible as your imagination. Because your imagination, like it's an old thing, it's seen a lot of terrible things in the history of life. It can put monsters everywhere. And so it's almost always better. It might be better without exception to name the thing terrible it is and if you can't name what that means is you're telling yourself that you're so terrified that you can't bring your attention to bear on it you're the loser instantly if it's so terrifying that you cannot face it it's what the worst way of demonizing people is to not be able to say anything about them because then god only knows what they're unspeakable Bring everything out of the realm of the unspeakable. Be precise in your speech. Freedom of speech, that's the worship of the logo. What? In many ways. That's a very deep idea in our culture deepest idea of our culture is the logos is creative and what it makes is good that's god at the beginning of time that's the idea is that to bring things out of the murk is a good thing you don't mess with that man not unless you want murk you don't mess with that it's the most sacred principle of western civilization Make some noise for Jordan B. Peterson. That song is called Be Precise in Your Speech. From the album 12 Rules for Life, the very first Meaning Wave album. It came out, I believe, in January of 2018. Now here we are a couple years later and uh, some 300 and something songs later. We're picking up speed though, baby. The experiment seems to be working. We've been engaged in this experiment in extreme hyperproductivity slash zone inhabitation 
for two and a half years now. And uh, as we mentioned earlier, what was it I did this week? 19 songs! 19 songs, all of them instant classics. We've got a brand new album, Meaning Wave Masterpieces. Uh, ready to go. We shut the sleeve for that today. Got the final masters in today. Might play a record from it tonight. We got What's Wave 2K. I'm going to finish the last track of that tomorrow. Then going to get straight into the next album. Ain't no stopping us now, baby. We on the move. Make some noise for yourselves. What up, Brandon? Says, whoa, Akira, it's been a while since I dropped in. You've really improved the look of the stream. Yo, see, that's, that's what we call incremental improvements. Just a little better every day. That's all I've done. We've been doing this for 197 nights now. And I said right at the beginning, look, this isn't going to be what I want it to be where I want it to be. But we just got to start. And so long as we make it a little, better, a little bit better every day, we'll get there, baby. That's them systems that beat goals. You know, that's them systems. They will take you where you want to go, baby. All you got to do is know where you want to go. Then make yourself a system. And the system will carry you there. It's like you almost even don't have to do anything. Other than show up. Here's just one example of the total wrongness of something I tend to be automatically sure of. Everything in my own immediate experience supports my deep belief that I am the absolute center of the universe. most vivid and important person in existence. We rarely talk about this sort of natural basic self-centeredness because it's so socially repulsive. But it's pretty much the same for all of us. It is our default setting. Hardwired into our boards at birth. Think about it. What? There is no experience you have had that you are not at the absolute center of. The world as you experience hey. it is there in front of you. Hey. Or behind you. To the left or right of you. On your TV or your monitor. The world as you experience it is there in front of you. Or behind you to the left or right of you on your TV or your monitor and so on other people's thoughts and feelings have to be communicated to you somehow but your own are so immediate urgent real please don't worry that I'm getting ready to lecture you about compassion or other directedness or all the so-called virtues this is not a matter of virtue. It's a matter of my choosing to do the work of somehow altering or getting free of my natural hardwired default setting, which is to be deeply and literally self-centered and to see and interpret everything through this lens of self. People who can adjust their natural default setting this way are often described as being well-adjusted which I suggest to you is not an accidental term. The world as you experience it is there in front of you or behind you. To the left or right of you on your TV or your monitor. The world as you experience it is there in front of you or behind you. 
to the left or right of you on your TV or your monitor. David Foster Wallace there, talking about the world as you experience it. From the This Is Water Wave EP. Was that 2018, 2019? I do not recall, but it's one of those rare mini wave classics. You will find it on all streaming platforms if you go looking, baby. It's there, it's waiting for you. Hey, make some noise. Make some noise! When I say make some noise, that means drop wave emojis in the chat. Unless, of course, you know, you happen to be able to make actual noise as well. You could do both. You know, if you're on a crowded train, you know, if you're in some kind of public situation where people might look at you funny if you were to make noise, I would advise making that noise. You never know. Something epic may come of that noise being made, brothers and sisters. And I can see that noise being made. I can see it with my eyes. And it doth please me. Smash that like. Drop that link in a Discord or a group chat. Particularly if the group chat is with a member of your family, like perhaps your mother. Your mother would love this. And we would love her. Shouts out to your mom. And shouts out to Scott Adams. One of the many epic records we released this year was with Scott Adams. A record called and containing the user interface for reality itself. show you my path towards figuring out the user interface. It's important that you know how I got there so that you could have some trust that there's something to it. When I was a kid, I was influenced, as was my mother, by the book The Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale. This suggested that you could somehow change your life or maybe you were changing reality if you could simply think positively. Think positively. Think positively. Think positively. So this was my first introduction to the concept that maybe reality was not fixed and something that you were a victim of, but rather you could do something. There was some mechanism, some technique, some tools you could use to give some control over your environment and your life, as opposed to having it control you. And that was my first thought that reality could be programmable in at least some simple sense. But of course, I embarked on a lifetime of exploration to find out if I could find out more about how to program reality. Think positively. Think positively. Think positively. How to program reality. Think positively. Think positively. Think positively. That led me to learn meditation. I became a trained hypnotist. Of course, mushrooms let you see the world in a completely different reality. And all of these things, from studying all the different religions to doing affirmations, which is really just visualizing what you want and writing it down every day. Visualizing what you want, writing it down every day. 
and then learning persuasion. These all had the same cumulative effect of teaching me that reality was indeed far more subjective than you're led to believe. And when I say reality is subjective, I don't mean that there isn't some base reality that's real. What I mean is that we don't have access to it. In other words, just take religion. Two people with completely different religions can go into a store, they can shop, they can get married, have children. They don't really need to reconcile the fact that they live in different worlds. One thinks there's an afterlife, one thinks there's reincarnation, one thinks there's nothing. And yet we, we all survive and thrive and reproduce. There's nothing to suggest that our brains are the kind of brains that can understand reality. Instead, all of the evidence suggests that we can put filters, optionally and somewhat subjectively, on our reality. And the thing that we deal with is a filter. We're not dealing with the underlying reality, but our filter on it is the thing that's real to us. And you can change those filters, so that's the important part. And you can change them fairly easily. And if you find a filter that predicts better and makes you happier, well, that's the better filter, even if it isn't a better approximation of reality. What matters is you're happy. What matters is you're getting what you need out of life. Think positively. Think positively. Think positively. How to program reality. Think positively. Think positively. Think positively. Program reality. You can change those filters. Change those filters. How to program reality. Think positively. Think positively. Think positively. Yeah. Make some noise to Scott Adams. That track there is from the album. The user interface for reality. Once you accept that there's a subjective reality, you're starting to get ready to accept the user interface for that reality. If you're feeling heroic and you want to do something for the world and you want to expand what you understand, you poke your head through what you know and take a look at the at whatever structure is out there. And to me, this is a recreation of the Taoist yin-yang symbol. You know, with the, the, the white paisley here, and that's what you know, and the dark paisley serpents there, and the right place to be is right on the line between them. Got one foot where you understand, that gives you security, but it's kind of dull because, hey, you know everything that's going on there, and that isn't what people are like. They don't want just security. Dostoevsky said, I love this. You gave people everything they wanted. They had nothing to eat but paint and nothing to do but sit in warm pools, busy themselves with the continuation of the species. The first thing they would do, well, maybe after the first week, was go kind of half insane and smash everything up just so that something that they didn't expect would happen so that they'd have something interesting to do. And it's so right because the utopian notion that if you just had all the material stuff you wanted, that you'd, you'd be... What would you be? What would you do? What would you be? What would you do? What would you be? What would you be? What 
would you do? Well, what would you be? What would you do? MAC makes some noise. It's a beautiful day to be live here at the Beacon of Recorded Human Civilization. We're going on a journey from Duma to Bloomer, baby. And this is that journey that involves action. It's the one where you get to consciously decide what has meaning and what does not. It isn't merely that your fate depends on whether or not you get your act together and to what degree you decide that you're going to live out your own genuine being. It isn't only your fate. It's the fate of everyone that you're networked with. There's seven billion people in the world, and who are you? You're just one little dust mote among that seven billion, and so it really doesn't matter what you do or don't do, but that's simply not the case. It's the wrong model, because you're at the center of a network. You're a node in a network. You're a node in a network. You're a node in a network. You'll know a thousand people at least over the course of your life. And they'll know a thousand people. And that puts you one person away from a million and two persons away from a billion. And so that's how you're connected. And the things you do, they're like dropping a stone in a pond. The ripples move outward and they affect things in ways that you can't fully comprehend. And it means that the things that you do and you don't do are far more important than you think. More important than you think. Far more important than you think. The things that you do and you don't do are far more important than you think. The terror of realizing that is that it actually starts to matter what you do. And you might say, well, that's better than living a meaningless existence. It's better for it to matter. But I mean, if you really ask yourself, wouldn't you be so sure? The things that you do and you don't do are far more important than you think. More important than you think. Far more important than you think. The things that you do and you don't do are far more important than you think. You had the choice. I can live with no responsibility whatsoever. The price I pay is that nothing matters. Or I can reverse it and everything matters. But I have to take the responsibility that's associated with that. It's not so obvious to me that people would take the meaningful path. You know, when you say, well, nihilists suffer dreadfully because there's no meaning in their life and they still suffer. Yeah, but the advantage is they have no responsibility. So that's the payoff. And I actually think that's the motivation. Say, well, I can't help being nihilistic. All my belief systems have collapsed. It's like, yeah, maybe. Maybe you just allowed them to collapse because it's a hell of a lot easier than acting them out. And the price you pay is some meaningless suffering, but you can always whine about that and people will feel sorry for you. And you have the option of taking the pathway of the martyr, so that's a pretty good deal, all things considered. Especially when the alternative is to bear your burden properly and to live forthrightly in the world. If you live a pathological life, you pathologize your society. And if enough people do that, then... It's hell. Really. Really. The things that you do and you don't do are far more important than you think. More important 
Shouts out to everybody locks in. Shouts out to everyone supporting. Thank you, Jacob Chapa. Says thanks for the vibes done. Appreciate you. I appreciate you. What up, Michael and bless up. What up, Jonathan Liddell. We got good news. Yo, we got good news. I mean, we get good news in here every day. There's just good news every day. Uh, Jonathan Liddell says Akira the Don. Man, two years of listening, Akira, especially the Jordan Peterson ones. As a result. I finished my book, got a publisher, and it goes to print October 1st. Thank you. Whoa! 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 Meaning wave. It feels like it was. <laughs> Proud of you, Jonathan Liddell. Proud of you. That's epic. That's wonderful. What a what a what a what a beautiful thing to hear! You know how you do that. You know how you do that. You do that. <laughs> what joke I say? How do I stop eating sugar? Stop eating sugar. How do you do shit that's difficult every day? Do shit that's difficult every single day. What? MAC makes noise. And when I say make some noise, I mean drop them wave emojis and also scream at the top of your lungs. Everybody's got yeah. these stupid barriers what, what? in their own head. You gotta resist those goddamn things because they don't do you any good and they certainly define the potential for your future in a negative way. It's not self-serving and it's not even real. But this idea that there's no way to get past the starting block today is just ludicrous. It's crazy and it's just this poor thinking. And people that are trapped in bad situations, one of the problems is you feel like this is your future. You feel like you're fucked. You can't get out of it. There's no hope. There's no light at the end of the tunnel. There's no rainbow. And if you feel like that, that alone can be incredibly defining and limiting. But if you look at yourself objectively and say, I kind of am fucked here. I'm in credit card debt. I'm working in a shitty job. I don't like what I'm doing, but I have some ideas. I need to feed those fucking ideas. I need to feed them and water. I need to set aside a certain amount of time every day. Every day. Just try to make those things happen. Every, every day. day. To just try to make those things happen. Every, every day. day. To just try to make those things happen. What? Every, every day. day. You can do that. Yo. Do shit that's difficult. Every day. Every day. Do shit that's difficult. Every day. You can do that. Do shit that's difficult. Every day. Every day. Do shit that's difficult. It's very important to struggle. If you look at someone who's doing really well, or very famous and successful, all you see is him now, flying around private jets, wearing a new pair of sneakers every day, driving around in Bentleys. You just see that. You don't see him being a young kid in Philadelphia going to open mic nights. There's a progression that you're not witness to. You don't see it. And that takes place in everything. It takes place in office, place in comedians and musicians. There is a starting point and with time and focus and long as you reevaluate and reassess and constantly, objectively look at what you're doing and then pursue it with passion and focus. You get better at things. There's always going to be people that are luckier than you. But 
Some of it is luck and some of it is courage. Some of it is putting your ass out there. Some of it is trying things. One of the things that I always like to tell people that I think you should do is do shit that's difficult. It's very important to struggle. What? Do shit that's difficult. Every day, every day, do shit that's difficult. Every day, you can do that. Do shit that's difficult. Every day, every day, do shit that's difficult. It's very important to struggle. That's right, M.A.Z. Every day. Shouts out to everybody looked in life. We got Miss Superconductor in the house. Hello, Cool J in the house. Failure teaches you things that you don't learn from success. What? I think failure gives you an opportunity for self-examination. It also gives what? you a feeling that is very uncomfortable. And that very uncomfortable feeling helps you grow. And don't look at these failures as proof that you suck. Look at them as opportunities for growth. And don't look at these failures as proof that you suck. Look at them as opportunities to be motivated to do better. What? Do do shit that's difficult. Every day, every day, do shit that's difficult. Every day, you can do that. Do shit that's difficult. Every day, every day, do shit that's difficult. It's very important to struggle. I said it! Do shit that's difficult. Every day. Every day! Do shit that's difficult. Every day, you can do that. Do shit that's difficult. Every day, every day, do shit that's difficult. It's very important to struggle. Make some noise, M-A-Z. You let in life to the meaning street. We here every single day. Every morning at 7 a.m. CT. We on Twitch. We here every night on YouTube. Taking advantage of the fact that we could do this. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, my goodness. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. What an audience. What a beautiful crowd. What an audience. Oh, my goodness. Oh my goodness. What an honor to be here with you, Internet Cross Station. John McGarvey, Full Killer 3644, WMIV, Costanza DeFore, The Barnyard, Miss Superconductor, Sheila D613, Luke Brubaker, Robert Easley, Cindy Bailey, and Chris, and Prince Jabrikas, and Luke Brubaker. We got Adam Scrabble in the house. We got so many beautiful people in this house. We built this city on rock and roll and vibes. And meaning wave. But this ain't no utopia, baby. This is the real world. Human beings do not want utopian utopian comfort. No, none of that. They don't want none of that. They want adventure and chaos. Yeah, let's get it. Hey, thank you, Prince Shabrika's XV. Appreciate the support, baby. Yo, human beings don't want utopian comfort and certainty. They want adventure and chaos and uncertainty. Human beings don't want utopian comfort and certainty. They want adventure and chaos and uncertainty. Satan. What? In Milton's Paradise Lost, Satan decides that without the hey. transcendent what he can do without god he can do without god he can do without god and that's why he foments rebellion oh. 
it's something like that. And the consequence of that was that as soon as Satan decided that what he knew was sufficient and that he could do without the transcendent, which you might think about as the domain outside of what you know, something like that, immediately he was in hell. Things get large, and then they get too large, and then they collapse. And so, in 2008, when the politicians said, too big to fail, they got something truly backwards. The statement was reversed. It should have been so big it had to fail. Human beings don't want utopian comfort and certainty. They want adventure and chaos and uncertainty. Human beings don't want utopian comfort and certainty. They want adventure and chaos and uncertainty. When I read Paradise Lost, I was studying totalitarianism and I thought, you know, the poet, the true poet, like a prophet, is someone who has intimations of the future. Akira. Has intimations of the future. And maybe that's because the poetic mind, the philosophical or prophetic mind, is a pattern detector. And there are people who can detect the underlying, it's like the melody. Recognition machine. Melody as in song. The song of a nation. And can see how it's going to develop across the centuries. You see that in Nietzsche, because Nietzsche, for example, in the, around 1860 or so, I mean, he prophesied what was going to happen in the 20th century. He said that, he said specifically that the specter of communism would kill millions of people in the 20th century. It's an amazing prophecy. Some people are very good at detecting patterns. Yeah. And Milton, I think, was of that sort. And he had intimations of what was coming as human rationality became more and more powerful and technology became more and more powerful. Human beings don't want utopian comfort and certainty. They want adventure and chaos and uncertainty. Human beings don't want utopian comfort and certainty. What do they want? They want what? adventure and chaos uncertainty. And then Hilda's warning was the rational mind that generates a production and then worships it as if it's absolute immediately occupies hell. I think the story of the Tower of Babel is about. It's a warning against the expansion of the system until it encompasses everything. It's a warning against totalitarian presumption. And so there's a utopian kind of vision there as well. As we can build a structure that's so large and encompassing that, that, that it can replace heaven itself. And so that the very notion of a utopia was anti-human because we're not built for static utopia. No. We're built for a dynamic situation Adventure. where there's demands placed on us and where there's the optimal amount of uncertainty. Human beings don't want utopian comfort and certainty. They want Adventure and chaos and uncertainty. Human beings don't want utopian comfort and certainty. They want adventure and chaos and uncertainty. Human beings don't want utopian comfort and certainty. Whoa! They want adventure and chaos and uncertainty. Human beings don't want 
Utopian comfort and certainty. They want adventure and chaos and uncertainty. Meaningwave Autonomous Zone, make some noise, put your hands together for Dr. Jordan B. Peterson. There is a man who understands the danger of cynicism, the danger of nihilism, the very, very grave danger that these weak, unmanly, creepy pursuits present. But there's ways out, baby, there's ways out. You get to consciously decide, I told you. You get to consciously decide. All you got to do is build those systems, baby. You just got to choose your aim, aim, build the systems to get you to the place that you want to be, the you you want to be, the position you want to be in. You know, that's why habits are good. Hey, bring you to the stage, Naval Ravikant. Not Ravikant, not Naval Ravikant. More like Ravikant. Human beings are entirely habit. Young children are born with no habits. Thanks, guys. They're essentially born in blank slates. And then they habituate themselves to things and they learn patterns and they get conditioned and they use that to get through everyday life. And habits are good. Habits, habits are good. good. Habits are good. Habits can allow you to background process certain things. So habits are good so that your frontal lobe stays available to solve brand new problems. So unconsciously pick up habits in the background and we keep them for decades and we may not realize that they're bad for us. So we're ready to move on from them. To some extent, you know, our attitude in life, our mood, our happiness levels, depression levels, these are also habits. judge people Habits. how often do we eat what kind of food do we eat Habits. do we walk or do we sit do we move do we exercise Habits. do we read do we read do we read read these are habits as well you absolutely need habits to function you cannot solve every problem in life as if it's the first time it's thrown at you What we do is we accumulate all these habits. We put them in the bundle of identity, ego, ourselves, and then we get attached to that. I'm Shane, this is the way I am. I'm Devald, this is the way I am. It's really important to be able to uncondition yourself, to be able to take your habits apart and say, oh, okay, well, that's, that's a habit that I probably picked up from when I was a toddler and I was trying to get my parents' attention. <laughs> and now I've just reinforced it and reinforced it and reinforced it and I call it part of my identity. But is it serving me anymore? Is it making me happier? Is it making me healthier? Is it making me accomplish whatever I want to set out to accomplish right now? And so I think you can uncondition yourself. You can untrain yourself. It's just harder. It takes work, it takes effort, and usually the big habit changes come when there's strong desire motivators attached to them. Habits are good. Habits are good. Habits are good. Habits are good. 
You know, one of the habits we implemented around here, well, one of them was doing this stream every day, right? 197 days ago, I said, hey, I better do a stream. People are freaking out. Let's do a stream. Chill everyone out. Well, 197 days later, here we are. So that became a habit, and that's good. That's a good habit. Another habit, I thought, well, shit. I really want to be swinging more kettlebells. So how about if I put a kettlebell in the streaming studio and I have to swing some kettlebells during the streams? I stream every day. That means that I'll just swing kettlebells every day if I do that. So did that. That one feels like it works too. Feels like it works, brothers and sisters. Habit chaining. You know, I always recommend uh, doing a habit audit. Check in on your habits. Make sure that uh, they're all useful. If you find one that isn't useful, just swap it out for one that is useful that will get you somewhere you want to go. Scott Adams might call that a system, you know what I mean? If you turn a system into a habit, that shit becomes so easy. But like I was saying, you just want to check in on those motherfuckers. Check in on them. I do like a monthly mini audit and a quarterly big audit, you know? And every time I'd be like, oh shit, that's a habit I didn't realize I had that I've just developed that isn't doing something very useful. Now swap it for a useful one, you know? Pium, pium, pium. You gotta burn away that deadwood, baby. Gotta burn that deadwood away. And just remember, you ain't ever gonna be no phoenix without first being on fire. What should move what? forward in time with me? And what should be let go as if it's deadwood? Hey! The more deadwood that you let go of and burn yeah. off, burn yeah. off. Yeah. When you have the opportunity, the less it accretes around you. Rabbit, we 
out of you. Lots of trees are evolved to withstand forest fires of a certain intensity. And some won't even release their seeds unless there's been a fire. And so a little bit of fire at the right time can stop everything from burning to the ground. And that's also a really useful insight, a metaphorical insight into the nature of sacrifice, right? It's also a lot easier to let go of something when you're deciding to let go of it because you've decided yourself that you're done with that. It's a weak part of you. It needs to disappear. You do that yourself. It's much better and much easier than it is if it's taken away from you forcibly, in which case you're very much likely to fight it. Can I get a hey, Amen? Can I get a boom shaka laka? 
Can I get a boom shakalaka? Perfect. Boom shakalaka. Yeah, I can. Shouts out to Glenn Bonnet for sending me through that soundboard stuff. Got a bunch of sounds my guy Glenn Bonnet sent through. Shouts out to everyone who sends me stuff. Perfect. Very nice to get stuff. He's on fire. Yes, yes. He's heating up. Yeah, speaking of someone being on fire and heating up, man like uh, Facundo Ferrara left us a message. Says, I have finally kicked the excuses out and finally put my shit together. Today, I am officially working on my first commercial game, and it's going to come out. I am a game designer and developer. Yo, what is going on in here tonight? Yo. Jonathan Liddell. Getting after it. Now you. How many people out there are getting after it? That's what I want to know. How many people out there are getting after it? Is it everybody? Is everybody getting after it? Perfect. Well, if you're not getting after it, there's always, uh, you know, today's always a good day to start getting after it. Boom shakalaka. If not now, when, motherfucker? Oh, oh. Yo. Uh, you know, let's see. I'm trying to think of a reason not to get after it. Uh, how about you guys? Come on, guys. Let's have some reasons to not get after it. Come on. you got to have one. There's got to be one reason to, uh, you know, lie around, you know, I don't know, being miserable. Come on. Give me a reason. One reason. One reason. Declan McKinnery, is this a reason says, I've been watching the show for months and a new dream job finally came into fruition. Symptoms of listening to the dog. Oh, another one. Feels like it works. All right, here we go. We've got some reasons. Here's some reasons. Here's a reason to not get after it from Robert Easley. It's a pretty sound reason. The reason is this. And then we'll hand it over to uh, Joe Rogan for the retort. The reason is this. You're already dead. I don't know about that. Some of them, maybe. Some of them are already dead. But I think some of them just don't have discipline. <laughs> There's dead people with no discipline. You're not used to doing it. It's That's not fair. part of your life. It's not something you're accustomed to pushing yourself. There's been many, 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 many days where I didn't want to work out. I just didn't feel like I had the energy, and I just forced myself. And I think there's very few people out there that know how to force themselves. That's a learning skill. Do you have to have, like, real rigid requirements of yourself? Where you don't allow yourself to back out of things? Here I am. Do something. 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 Excuses are a giant part of the problem. It's not simply a physical health issue. There's also mental aspects of it, and discipline's a big one. I just know way too many people who are weak mentally. I can't just chalk it off to only the way they physically feel. Because I felt like shit a hundred times, and then I worked out, and then I felt way better. It's just a fact of life. That's real. Do something. Do something. Do something. Do something. Do something. Do something. People don't know how to do that. Do something. If you're used to doing it. Sit down. Drive to the office. Sit down. Go to the lunch. Sit down. Go to the board meeting. Sit down. Get in your car. Sit down. Get home. Sit down. Then go to the gym. 
Fuck off. There's one thing that someone has a legit physical issue, but there's a lot of people who do not. They just have poor diet choices, they have a sedentary lifestyle, and they have the momentum of this sedentary lifestyle that's holding them back. They're accustomed to being lazy. Yeah! Hey, bless up, Savage. Chill. You don't have to do a lot. You just have to do something. Whoa. You walk up hills. You jump a little rope. You take a little tiny kettlebell. You do a couple cleans and presses. You do a few push-ups. You do a few sit-ups. You get your blood pumping. You're moving. You're alive. To say you don't have enough energy to exercise, that is crazy to say. Can you walk to the fucking refrigerator? Yes. Well, you can exercise. Do something. 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 You don't have to do anything crazy. Just walk around the block. There's 80-year-old ladies who take yoga with me. They're fucking ready out. And they're in there. They're going after it. They can easily say, I don't have the energy to do that. But they don't. It's a mental attitude. They make a decision. To kill yourself, you don't have to go to a CrossFit class and try to do the workout of the day. You don't have to go nuts. You don't have to do that. But you have to do something. Can you move now? Your body has requirements. It wants to move. Hey! It wants to move. And when it does, you feel better. But people like to give themselves this excuse. I do not have the energy to do this. Whatever. If you decide that, that's true. But if you watch a motivational video, there's a hundred of them on YouTube. Thousands of them. Go watch one, you get fired up, you're like, fuck it, I'm gonna jump some rope. You jump some rope. Do something. 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 What up? Do something. Do something. Do something. Do something. We have fucked up lifestyles. The human body is not designed to sit down all day. And it's certainly not designed to be stuck in traffic and be in an office and just be a fucking computer monitor watching your soul get sucked into the LCD screen. It's crazy. You gotta be really careful with just the way we describe things. It's like say, I don't have the energy to do something. Stop. Yo, okay. That's what Dr. Joseph Rogan's got to say to you and your excuses, your reasons that you can't do the thing that you know you should do. You know the thing that you should do, the thing that will not only bring joy into your life, but will also put that light into the world, the world that needs your light, the world that is missing your light because you're sitting on your ass being a goth. And I love goths. So maybe not, I shouldn't slur goths. What's another word? <laughs> yeah, shouts out to the goths. Goths are actually very hard working. Probably all the speed they take. You know what I mean. You know what I'm talking about. I'm a clinical psychologist and I spent 20 hours a week for 25 years listening to people tell me about their lives. Yeah. And those people were people who were just barely hanging on to the bottom of the world up to people who were so successful you could hardly believe it. 
being a clinical psychologist, if you really listen, is like being immersed in a Dostoevsky novel all the time, you know, because it's amazing what people tell you if you listen to them, because they're so peculiar, like, they're like penguins or rhinoceroses or ostriches, they're unlikely creatures. Well, you got to improve, right? I think, well, I'm a real fixer-upper and I'm really embarrassed about that because there's 50 things wrong with me and like, look at that guy and so now I feel all terrible because of the comparison and all of that. And first of all, it's unfair, especially by the time you're about 30. Your life has become quite idiosyncratic. Let's say your life has eight dimensions, family, friends, intimate relationships. You're individually positioned in all those dimensions. Your life isn't like anyone else's life. That's right. Compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not to who someone else is today. Constanza. And so you see someone who's doing better than you. It's like you're only seeing one dimension at one yeah. place of time. So it's not reasonable. You don't have the whole picture. And then you get down on yourself and take the spirit out of yourself. And you get bitter and resentful. There's nothing good about that. But you do need to improve. There's not as much of you as there should be. So what's the comparison? Well, that's easy. Just say, okay, well, here's my position in time and space right now. Here's my virtues and fault. I can be a little bit better tomorrow in some minor way. Well, that's the right comparison because you are very much like you. Everything's the same about you. And so it's the perfect comparison. You just don't have insight into the tragedy of someone else's life. You might think, well, he's rich and successful. It's like, yeah, but you just don't know. You don't know what his relationship is with his wife or his children. You know, you don't know that he's gone through two divorces and his daughter won't talk to him and one of his kids is schizophrenic. And the point is, you should be better than you are, but it's not because you're worse than other people. It's because you're not everything you should be. And so you got to pick the comparison right. And then that's also ennobling and instantly hopeful. There is absolutely no doubt that you can be slightly better tomorrow than you are today. There is definitely something that you can do today that will make you slightly better for the next day. Always. Okay. You're 85. You have Alzheimer's. You know, you're done. You're done. You're done. Sometimes you're done. Most of the time you're not. And most of the time there's something within your grasp that you could put right. See, that's the fundamental issue. It's like life is tragic. It's full of suffering and it's full of malevolence. There's no doubt about that. And it's it's brutal. It's more brutal than you can even imagine in some ways or willing to imagine. But there's something you could put right. And we don't know what would happen if you put everything you could right, if you put it right. right. And then we don't know what would happen if everyone right. did that. But you can be certain that it would be less tragic and less malevolent. And so, like... You don't have anything better to do Meaning right, meaning right, meaning right, meaning right. That's right, baby, that's correct. That is correct. Shouts out to everybody locked in life. Shouts out to Jordan B. Peterson. Doctor Jordan B. Peterson coming in with them bars, them epic bars of wisdom. That was from 12 Rules for Life, the LP. What up, Costanza? Da Fiori. Da Fiori. 
says, I'm starting to eat better to have energy to do something. It's a mental attitude. I set an alarm today with that song and I woke up and I did a lot of things. I'm so happy that Meaning Wave exists! Meaning Wave exists! That's the anthem. Put your blessed hands up. Meaning Wave exists. That's right, baby. It do. It do. And if you ever want to get that good feeling, you know where to come, baby. Come right here to the source. And if we happen to not be live, because I guess we're not live some of the time, you know, you can always get that Meaning Wave fix in many other ways. You can go to Spotify. You can check out all the playlists over there. You can download all the records of Bandcamp. You can go to Meaning Wave Radio 24-7. You know what I mean? You want to get that good feeling? Hey, you could just close your eyes and dream, baby. It's this fear of discomfort. People have Whoa. this extreme feeling in their mind Whoa. when it comes to their associations with exercise. Oh, yes. want to avoid discomfort. They okay. like any type of exercise is just... Kettlebells on the ready, brothers and sisters. It's not for me. Fuck that. I don't want to sweat. I want to strain. I don't want to sweat. I don't want to strain. And a lot of times, this association that they have is about the pains of getting in. About once you're actually fit. Yeah, yeah. Once you're actually fit, then you look forward to it. It's we do. Great. If I can't get a workout in, I look at my schedule and go, oh shit, I don't have any time for a workout, which means I'm not going to get, get that, that good feeling. feeling. Get, get, get that, that good, good feeling. feeling. And so instead of looking at it like, oh, I've got to go grunt and sweat, I'm thinking I'm not going to feel good. I'm not going to feel relaxed. I'm not going to feel carefree. I'm appreciative. Like my appreciation of things, and it gets enhanced greatly after greatly. exercise. I just feel better. I wanna sweat, I wanna strain, 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 get that good feeling, get get that good feeling, get that good feeling. I wanna sweat, I wanna strain, 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 get that good feeling, get get that good feeling, get that good feeling. Whoa! It feels great. Most people, their associations are to avoid anything that's uncomfortable. It's so illogical. Discomfort is your friend. It really is. Discomfort, not being happy and content with certain situations in life. They're massive, massive motivators. They're amazing at facilitating change. Yet our instinct is to avoid those and just sit on the couch and watch some fucking reality show. It's bizarre. But when I get really disciplined and really consistent, with my workouts i almost feel momentum i feel like there's push behind me like all right yeah now i'm doing sweat i want to strain i want to sweat i want to strain i want to sweat i want to strain i want to sweat i want to strain get that good feeling get get that good feeling get that good feeling i'm sweat i want to strain i want to sweat i want to strain i want to sweat i want to strain i'm a sweat i want to strain i'm a sweat i want to strain get that good feeling get get that good feeling get that good feeling yeah, now I'm doing it. Yeah, now I'm doing it. I'm doing it all the time now. I'm looking forward to the next time, and it makes that resistance much weaker, and it makes my motivation and my discipline much stronger. I think a lot of it is based on just the consistency. Blowing something off is not just bad for you physically. It's also bad mentally, because then that option is now available. The option to fuck off. You did it before, and you're probably going to do it again. You'll get mediocre results, not just in that aspect of your life, maybe in all aspects of your life. That option to fuck off when you embrace it, that is a pathway 
that you might choose when it comes to dealing with conflict in your personal life, business, business decisions, career decisions, like an uncomfortable decision that you might be faced with, what your pathway is in life, but you don't do it instead, you fuck off. And that inclination to fuck off, that gathers momentum as well. The inclination to be disciplined, that comes with momentum. I think both things. You take a path. I want sweat, I want strain, 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 get that good feeling, get that good feeling, get that good feeling. I want sweat, I want strain, 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 get that good feeling, get that good feeling, get that good feeling. It feels great. Yeah! Yeah, yeah! MAZ makes noise for yourself! Get that good feeling, baby. You got a table to hand, jump on that shit. Yeah. If you got a rock, pick that thing up. Bear it. You take a path. Yeah. Or the path of the fuck off. Your body is like a race car that you can juice up yourself. Like you can add the fat tires. You can add improved suspension. You can beef up the horsepower. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Yourself. Or you could just choose oh. to have this shitty body. No one's under the illusion you're going to live forever. But you are enhancing the experience that you're currently involved in right now. If you are alive, you do experience this life. But do you experience this life optimal, as enjoyable as it can be? And we all know that there's a spectrum for that enjoyability. Like we've all had times spectrum. not been so great. And then times in our life, everything came together like, well, some more of those noise things yeah that's right repetition and simplicity baby make some noise then make some more noise keep making noise see how the noise doth grow make sure that you always inject novelty it's what triggers memory because your brain will get bored of the sameness so you need to trigger memory and attention contrast is a way to get people to move from where they are to where you want them to be you just say well it's much much less expensive than this so contrast is one of the most important buttons use contrast often hey you don't want to be this bad you could be over here repetition and simplicity our brains are just simple machines repetition and simplicity our brains are just simple machines. The more you repeat, the more the wiring gets solidified. Repetition and simplicity. Our brains are just simple machines. 
And if you keep things simple, the brain can process it and deal with it. That's right. And if you keep things simple, the brain can process it and deal with it. If it's complicated, your brain has a tendency to just flush it out. Can't deal with it. Flush it out. The fake because is a form of pseudo-logic. Sometimes you need to get people moving with a fake reason that doesn't even actually pass logical uh, standards, but people don't need logical reasons. Just look at politics. People have incredibly different opinions, and many of them are smart. So if you've got smart people on opposite sides of basically every issue, you can see that they don't need real reasons. We're not a species that operates on real reasons. We just, we'll take a fake reason, we'll take one we made up, we'll take a guess, we'll follow our friends. Once you understand that people don't need real reasons, it frees you. Because if you're locked in a little world at a lower level of awareness where you say, well, I'm not going to convince somebody unless I have a real reason. Sorry, that's not the reality any of us live in. Real reasons are good if you have them, use them. But we don't need them. Real, Real reasons, reasons are good, good if you have them, use them. We don't need them, baby. Real reasons are good if you have them, use them. But we don't need them. Yeah. Once you know you don't need them and that reality can be authored, hey. you're in better shape. Repetition and simplicity. Our brains are just simple machines. Repetition and simplicity. Our brains are just simple machines. The more you repeat, the more the wiring gets solidified. Oh! Repetition and simplicity. Our brains are just simple machines. Oh! Our brains are just simple machines. Repetition and simplicity. Our brains are just simple machines. The more you repeat, the more the wiring gets solidified. Repetition and simplicity Our brains are just simple machines Hey yo, thank you Thank you baby, thank you very much Thank you very much Francis DX Duke Diminished Seventh Robert Easley Declan, all of the gang We got the whole gang in here Zep Star says Boom shakalaka Showing some love Keep inspiring Keep being awesome. Hey, I promise you, I solemnly swear that's exactly what we intend to keep doing, baby. We intend, we aim, and we have set up systems to achieve this as just an inevitability. What's up, Savage Chill says, embrace your inner necromancer. Raise people's spirits and tell them to guess after it. Yeah, that's part of the systems. Part of the systems involves telling people to get after it. And also telling people. You got to get after it. And calling people. Why? He's got clout. That's why. Akira. Let's go. <laughs> Word around town. Word around town, he got clout. Word around town, he got clout, baby. Yo, Word around town, there's a new album called Meaning Wave Masterpieces 2 about to drop. Word around town is it's got 20 songs on it. 20 songs from 20 individual voices. Spitting 20 indisputable moots. And this is a track from that. It came out just uh, the other day, just a couple of days ago. It features a man without whom Meaning Wave would not exist. 
And you all know what you all know the truth, right? You all know Meaning Wave exists. You already know that, right? But Meaning Wave would not exist if it was not for this man. This man is called James Altucha. And he told me, he said, Akira the Don. He didn't say Akira the Don. He was talking to lots of people all at once in that magical way that we can now. Via a podcast, he said, hey, quadruple down on what's working. So I went all in and invented Meaning Wave. And it feels like it works. And I told you, we do, this is Duma to Bloomer Part 2. The Go-Getter. Last one, we kind of explained the concept, how a person could hate like the world how a person could fall into that that pit of nihilism and then you know re- how they could get out of it an attitude they could take this part two is practical this is mad practical this is showing you the steps this is showing you the maneuvers the technologies the procedures the very ideas and the very idea muscle you can flex if you want to get it cracking baby and I know you do what up Akira for the heroes I realized this way back way back everybody says oh ideas are a dime a dozen execution is everything and they just assume that at some point they'll be walking around and like lightning will strike them and they'll think oh my gosh people should share cars and I'll make an app in the middle to connect people with cars and I'll call it Uber no ideas don't really work like that nor does execution work the way most people think People think, I'm going to take this great idea, and now I'm going to do it. The doing it can happen in a thousand different ways. People don't realize there's a whole spectrum of execution ranging from really, really bad so that an idea will fail, or really, really good so that even a bad idea might have a chance for success. For success. Having ideas is like a muscle. Having ideas is like a muscle. Idea muscle. Having ideas is like a muscle. Idea muscle. I'll try to practice having 10 ideas a day. Doesn't have to be a good idea or a bad idea. Idea muscle. But it keeps that. If you're sick and you lie in bed for two weeks, you might actually need physical therapy to walk again. Your leg muscles atrophy that fast. It's the same thing with ideas. If you don't have ideas every day, your idea muscle is not going to get bigger. It might atrophy. And so I try to practice. I'll come up with a topic and I'll try to practice having 10 ideas a day around. Each day will be a different topic, but I'll try to have 10 good ideas around that topic. Now, they won't be good ideas because you can't have 3,650 good ideas a year, but I try to make sure they're as good as they possibly could be. I've been doing this ever since I wanted to network, and I'm not a very good networker. I wanted to ask my heroes, can I buy you a cup of coffee and pick your brain? So I wrote to 20 people. They didn't even say no. None of them responded. Why would they respond? Warren Buffett's not going to say, hold everything. Clear my schedule, Gladys. He's never going to even respond to me. He's going to think I'm an, an idiot. So then I started writing down, I started researching everyone's business, and I started writing down 10 ideas for Warren Buffett's business, 10 ideas for this person's business, 10 ideas for this person's business. And then I would send those ideas to the people, and I would say, hey, 
you don't have to respond to this. I don't want anything, but I really admire you and your business. Here's 10 things where I think your business could improve. And then I started getting responses and it actually changed my life, some of those responses. And so I started doing it every single day without fail. Hear that? Since then. But it keeps that idea muscle in practice. Make some Whoa. James, I'll touch you in the house. Come on. I did muscle. Just as James, I'll touch you all day and in general. If you've not checked him out, check him out. Check out, uh, you know, check him out on Twitter. He's great on Twitter. Check out his podcast. His podcast is excellent. And check out his books. Maybe you've read Choose Yourself. Maybe you haven't, but it's worth reading. It's an excellent book. Like I said, Meaning Wave wouldn't exist without James Altucher. Book would not, you know? I mean, the very thing I'm doing, this hyper-productivity thing, the, you know, the thing where it's like just get in the zone, refuse to leave, that was partly inspired by that idea, the idea, muscle idea. It's like, all right, you know, if I was just making music every day, every day, if I didn't stop, you know, just kept moving, kept moving, I could stay in that zone. If I just got in the zone and then just kept going, I could stay there. And that's what I've been doing for, uh, you know, over two and a half years now. And i got to tell you, feels like it works. Feels like it works, baby. You know, and uh, we're broadcasting live across space and time. And, uh, you know, we're here together in this space, this idea space, the space of the MAZ, the Meaning Wave Autonomous Zone. You know, but we all have bodies still because it's 2020. If you listen to this in the future, you're like, ah, shit, they had bodies. Yeah, 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 we got bodies right now, baby. And, uh, you know, they're, they're wonderful things. They're incredible machines. Incredible things, you know. Incredible things. My body is in Dripping Springs, Texas, you know. When we started these streams, it was in Los Angeles. But, you know, it's like, uh, you know, it's like uh, Naval. Was it Naval? No, it was Scott Adams who said that. He said people would trade a lot for freedom. You know, people that trade a lot for freedom. You know, and, uh, you know, we came to Texas for freedom. 
But we already had a great deal of freedom, and that's because we exercised discipline. Discipline, baby. Discipline will get you a lot of the freedom that you need. Now, you might have to move locations to get the other freedom. But just the pure execution of discipline. That's going to get you a whole gang of freedom, baby. Come on! One of my kind of, I guess my mantra is a very simple one. Discipline equals freedom. got me through some shit slave wage days. Proud of you. What up, Jonathan Liddell? Said this track changed the game for me. Get after it. Discipline starts with waking up early. What? It really does. It really does. But that, that is just the beginning. It is working out every day. It is eating the right foods to fuel your system correctly. It is disciplining your emotions so you can make good decisions. It is about having the discipline to control your ego so it doesn't get out of hand and control you. It is about treating people the way you would want to be treated. It is about doing the tasks you don't want to do but you know will help you. Discipline is about facing your fears so you can conquer them. Discipline means taking the hard road, the uphill road. Discipline doesn't just equal freedom. And discipline doesn't just make things easier. Shaz has a dead press. 
If anyone was to find a dead president around the 2020 period, remember they had that song. Discipline makes things easier. Organize your life. Uh-huh, okay, it's gonna be alright. Uh-huh, okay, we're gonna be fine. Discipline, health is wealth. Discipline, nah, nah, nah. Discipline, laugh. You know that song? That song was epic. Yo! I remember hearing that song and being like, yeah. That's a cool thing to hear in a rap song. You know? That was the same album where uh, they had that song, Mind Sex. Amazing song when... Uh, Hey, yo, let's have some mind sex. We ain't got to take our clothes off yet. We can burn an incense and just chat. Relax, I got the good vibration. Before we make love, let's have a good conversation. Hey, how about a salad? Fresh bread of lettuce, fresh bread of lettuce with croutons. Maybe we can play a game of chess on the futon. Oh! <laughs> yo, but I said to myself, boy, oh boy, the world needs more songs about discipline. I mean, discipline doesn't just equal freedom. And it doesn't just make things easier. Discipline gets things done. Yes, it does. Okay, Mr. Duma, try some discipline. We'll get some shit done, baby. The one thing that discipline definitely does help you with, it helps you get things done. And when you get things done, when you actually do things, you have more success. What? A big part of success is just not being fucking lazy and just doing it. 90% of it is just showing up. Get there and start working. Like, you're not going to feel perfect every day. If I only worked out when I felt good, I'd be a fat fuck. Because there's a lot of days I don't want to do it. I mean, it's pretty much the same with everybody that actually gets good at something. There's got to be those days you push through. They're probably going to be more numerous than the days you don't. And so the benefit of discipline in my eyes has always been that through discipline, I get things done. I'm like the most lazy, disciplined person I know because I don't want to do it. Through discipline, I get things done. No, goes to work. Through discipline, I get things done. This is what I do. I also think that discipline is a pathway to creativity. When you're on the battlefield, is an absolute exercise in creativity. How are we going to attack them? How are we going to disorganize them? How are we going to get in their heads? That's all just massive creativity. And when I look at people that are artists, I would imagine the more disciplined you are, you got to write stuff down. You got to read. Increase your vocabulary so that you are quicker and sharper so that when people are saying things, you have more words to battle back at them. All those things, all that freedom that you get on stage comes from the discipline. You study, you learn, you read, you write, you talk, you go through things. Is that an accurate statement? Absolutely Absolutely accurate. Through discipline, I get things done. The pro goes to work. Through discipline, I get things done. This is what I do. Through discipline, I get things done. The pro goes to work. Through discipline, I get things done. This is what I do. Doesn't matter if you're sick. Doesn't matter if you have kids. You're a pro, and you go to work. And you have pride in that. And then when you are in front of that keyboard, you look down the count. It says, I fucked a thousand words today. How did that work? 
gems blossom. But you might have a day where you just write nothing but dog shit. So what? Show up again tomorrow. And tomorrow that dog shit, a flower will emerge. Through discipline, I get things done. Pro goes to work. Through discipline, I get things done. This is what I do. Through discipline, I get things done. Pro goes to work. Through discipline, I get things done. This is what I do. What up, officially lost. Appreciate you, baby. Discipline equals freedom. That's facts, Jack. This is what I do. Yeah, that's real, baby. That's real deal. Holy field. I've been telling y'all. Don't sit around waiting for no muse to tickle you up the butthole. You talk about, oh, yeah, I gotta wait for the muse. You ain't gotta wait for no fucking muse. Sitting around waiting for a muse. You get after it every day and you will be able to turn yourself into such a powerful machine that you'll just click your fingers and that muse will come running right over if you want that muse up your butthole. That's what you really need. You'll be like, boom, boom. Muse will come running. Whenever you want. I don't need no flipping muse. What you need is to get after it. Get after it. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got an equation, baby. Everyone got an equation. That plus that equals you. And here's David Goggins to tell you all about that. Perfect. Whoa, what? Make some noise, MAC. All of us humans have an equation like, you know, pi is 3.14. That's how you solve that equation. Every human being has a different equation. And there's not like some cookie cutter book of, hey, read this book and you'll be fixed. No, you gotta figure out your own personal equation. And once you figure out that equation, you now become a mathematical fucking genius. You gotta figure out your own personal equation. And once you figure out that equation, you now become a mathematical fucking genius. Get that M-A-Z. Because it makes you a fucking genius about who the fuck you are. Yeah. And then from there, once you realize 3.14 is pi, you can solve any fucking equation in the world. That's what it's about. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Doom it's a bloomer too. You go get it. To go get after it. Go work out who you are, what it is that you am. Set up them systems that will carry you to that aim. You know what I mean? Get yourself that aim, baby. Set up those systems. 
And you getting there will be an inevitability, just a sweet inevitability, the consequence of you getting up and doing your job. life. is meaning. <laughs> what? Akira. And you get to consciously decide what has you meaning. keep your head when all about you what? are losing theirs and blaming it on you. If you can trust yourself when all men doubt you. But make allowance for their doubting too. If you can wait and not be tired by waiting or being lied about, don't deal in lies or being hated. Don't give way to hating. Don't look too good. Don't talk too wise. If you can dream and not make dreams your master. If you can think and not make thoughts your aim. If you can meet triumph and disaster and treat those two imposters just the same.
got Jocko Willick in the house. We got Roger Kipling in the house. We got Meaden in the house. What? F. F. Oh, F. Oh, F. Yeah, Do it to bloom it too. Go get her! Brothers and sisters, make some noise for yourselves. Make some noise for your brothers and sisters. Make some noise for this. The meaning stream. One. Nine. Seven. Bloomer to Bloomer. Two. The go. So dope that that worked. It's so dope that that appeared in my head as a potentiality and then it just did. Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Duma to Bloomer. We did it, baby. We did it. That was part two. You see how practical that shit was? I always tell you, baby. Meaning Wave. Meaning Wave treads that delicate balance between. Uh, the mind, you know, and the potential, and the practicality, and the physicality. And all of those bitches got to be in tandem, baby. Those things got to be bought. Those things got to be together, you know, and they got to be equally powerful. You know, you got to flex that idea muscle, and you got to flex that muscle muscle, you know? Those shit's got to be working. Otherwise, you ain't working, you know what I mean? You can never fully, uh, you know, if you've only engaged one of them things, baby, you ain't never going to get that one thing you engaged even cracking properly. Because they need the others. It's that duality. Yeah, it is. Make some noise for yourselves, baby. Make some noise for your beautiful selves. I got to thank you all for being here tonight. You know. Got to thank you all for uh, your energy. 
you know, your powerful energies. Energy is a powerful thing, baby. Even in the form of uh, digital weird digital representation, it still works, baby. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. I've been doing this a long time now. 197 nights. At one point, it was just like this hypothetical. Could you DJ on the internet? Could you actually feel the, a room? Could you vibe on the energy of a crowd in a digital space? Could that work? Yes, it works. You can. You just got to pay attention, you know. It works. You can do it. It works. And uh, I'm rad appreciative for all of you who, who make it work with me, you know. And uh, particularly appreciative to those of you who support the wave without whom we couldn't do this. We couldn't possibly do this without you. So thank you, Officially Lost. Thank you, Zep Star. Thank you, Savage Chill. Thank you, Prince Jabrikas XV. Thank you, Jonathan Liddell. Thank you, Michael M. Thank you, Jacob Chapa. Thank you, Austin Kamen. Thank you, Rick Adelsey and LL Cool J. And everyone who supports the wave, everyone who's a member of the channel. Everyone who super chats, everyone who sends donations, everyone who buys merch at the shop, everyone who downloads music on Bandcamp, everyone who listens to the music on Spotify and other streaming platforms, and everyone who shares the music with their friends and homies. Y'all are the real MVPs. You know? Y'all are the real MVPs. And uh, that's how it works over here. You know, we don't have no publicities. Uh, we don't have no PR office. The music press has never... When the so-called music press has never once, once... Not once mentioned the existence of Meaning Wave. It's hilarious. Uh, you know, we don't have anything to do with that whole world. We have us. You know? And it feels like it works. grateful to you. I am grateful to you from the bottom of my heart. And I'm also grateful to the gods. Run, run, run! Where my homie at? Where's Marcus? Channeling right now. Channeling the spirit of Marcus Aurelius. Come on down, baby. Come on down. People have been wanting to hear from you. You dick! When you wake up in the morning, tell yourself People I deal with today will be meddling, ungrateful, arrogant, dishonest, jealous, and surly Well, why? They are like this because they can't tell good from evil But I have seen the beauty of good and the ugliness of evil And have recognized that the wrongdoer as a nature related to my own Not at the same blood or birth, but the same mind And possessing a share in the divine Not at the same blood or birth, but the same mind I'm possessing a share in the divine So none of them can hurt me No one can implicate me in ugliness Nor can I feel angry at my relative or hate him See, we were born to work together Like feet, hands and eyes Like the two rows of teeth Upper and lower To obstruct each other is unnatural To feel anger at someone To turn your back on him These are obstructions Yo, discard your first books So you don't die in bitterness but in cheerfulness and truth Grateful to the gods from the bottom of your heart I said grateful to the gods from the bottom of your heart This guy your first the books You won't die in bitterness But in cheerfulness and truth Grateful to the gods from the bottom of your heart Grateful to the gods from the bottom of your heart This guy your first the books You won't die in bitterness But in cheerfulness and truth 
you spring that there's a limit to the time assigned to you and if, if you don't, don't use it to free yourself it will be gone and it will never return yeah yeah it will never return yeah yeah that's why i say oh what a glorious thing waking up in the morning baby oh, oh what a glorious thing you get to have a whole day. Yeah. Ow. Yo, shouts out to that sore throat I woke up with. Shit, sounding good and raggedy, baby. <laughs> Doom is a bloomer. The girl getter. Thank you for being here. That was a special Meaning Wave Live presentation. Part three is coming. Look out for that part three. We got mad epic events coming up here in uh, here at the uh, Meaning Stream. You know, uh, this week, just this week, just this week alone, 
We got chapter two of doing the audiobook club. The audiobook club. We do an audiobook club. I'll be DJing. I'll be playing an audiobook and DJing music that compliments it, you know. Complimentary. We got that coming up on Wednesday. Uh, we got the official Meaning Wave Top 50 from the month of September. We're going to be running down that. We got a bunch of new entries. We got a bunch of re-entries. We got some, uh, you know, some escapades, some scrapes, some ooh ooh ooh. Who's it going to be? You know, all that type of thing. We got that. We're also going to be celebrating 200 streams, 200 sequential streams in a row. Not one, not two, not three, not 56. 200. 200 streams, baby. We're going to be celebrating that on Thursday. You know. She. She. It's just them epic activities, you know, that's it. What did I promise you? I promised you, I promised you, baby, epic epic activities only in 2020 and beyond. And that's what we got, you know, that's what we delivered and that's what we're going to continue delivering to you, the fine citizens of the MAZ, the Meaning Wave Autonomous Zone. Make some noise for yourselves. If you've not made any noise tonight and you've been a bit shy, uh, now's your time, baby. Drop a wave emoji or something, you know. Drop something. What up, Luke? Brood Baker. So September 2016, I was a major doomer. And now my life changed. My life changed when I stumbled upon Jordan Peterson video. Love you all. Grateful for everyone here. Wait! Feels like it works. Feels like it works. Michael M. Feels like it works, y'all. Feels like not only does Meaning Wave exist, but it works. Feels like uh, meaning works, you know? We don't need motivation, we got meaning. Discipline equals freedom, it's that. Meaning wave, meaning wave, meaning wave, meaning wave, meaning wave, meaning wave, meaning wave. Shouts out to everybody locked in. I'm gonna, I'm gonna shout out everybody locked in, shit. I can shout out everyone who's made some noise in the chat in the past three minutes or something. I got a list. What up, Bob Dade? What up, Caucasian Persuasion? What up, Chris? What up, Cindy Bailey? What up, Chris Olin? What up, Costanza? Uh, con- no, Constanza, Constanza. What up, Constanza? What up, Cindy Bailey? What up, Dave Owen? What up, Diminished Seventh? What up, Drop 42? What up, Fernie McFlurry and Full Killer 3644 and Gullied Skywalker and Internet Crustacean and Jeremy? Pastus and Luke Boo Baker, Matt Crittenden, Matt Dernan, and Rainy R. Air, and Rick Adelsey and Steve Jernan, the Mystic Madge and the Triad and WMIV, and, uh, that beautiful... Uh, Eastern Hieroglyph that I can't pronounce and YouTube Hero Alex and Very Self YouTube Hero Alex What do they say when they hear that name? YouTube Hero Alex What a guy That's what they say They say like that They say What a guy Oh, oh, what a guy Ay. Yes, thank you all for being here You are very much appreciated if you want to support the wave, you can make a one-time donation via the link below. You can go to meaningwave.com, get yourself some epic Meaning Wave apparel, join the channel, get the, access to the emojis, join the Patreon, uh, get access to all the Patreon benefits. They are so numerous, so plentiful, so bountiful. Go to Bandcamp, download music. Why not? It's a jolly, jolly thing to do. But of course, the most important thing you can do, if you want to support the wave, is let the people know. What, what should we let them know, Akira the Don? It's very simple, dear, 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 beautiful person. Meaning wave exists! 
and it works it works we got the receipts we got the stories we got the tales every day every day somebody writes to me numerous people write to me they say Kira the Don I was in a fucked up place and then I listened to Meaning Wave and now my place is not fucked up now my place is ace Kira the Don my place is ace now I got meaning in my life I got a spring in my step I got an appreciation of life why life is beautiful and every time I notice that life is beautiful, it seems that I see more beauty. I look around me, I say, ah, oh, if this isn't nice, I don't know what is. And every time I do that, I see something else that's nice. And then I just spend my whole life seeing stuff that's nice. It's like a chain reaction. I say, yes. That's the facts, baby. That's what's up. It's a beautiful day to be alive here at the peak of recorded human civilization. And if you would all now join me for a by five, that would be most glorious and beautiful and... uh it would be sweet. We'll be back tomorrow. Same bad time, same bad channel. And we're on Twitch at 7 a.m. if you want that morning show. If you want to see me like uh, fall confusedly half asleep onto the decks and do stuff, because that's how I start my days. I go, and I come up here, you know, and it's very different to this. It's very different to this at this time of day. You know what I mean? I'm fully in, in the zone of dawn in the morning. Uh... It's, it's, well, you know, it's, it's, it's an adventure, baby. It's a beautiful adventure. And uh, it's wonderful to be on it with you guys, huh? Isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So let's do a by five. For the ancestors, okay? Let's do this one for the ancestors. Let's bind ourselves together across space and time for the very ancestors without whom we would not be here, without whom we would not be enjoying this absolutely unparalleled, hitherto unimaginable miracle that is the year 2020. Uh, the year of more prosperity and abundance and potential for more people than any other year in recorded human history. Strange, but true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Akira. <laughs> yo, check it out. It's Raekwon the Chef rocking with Akira the Dawn, you heard? You know what it is, man. All real shit, Raekwon. Hey, that's right. That's right, Raekwon. It's done. It's good. It's done. It's good. Three, two, one. Feels like it works, baby. That's the international high five. Suck in it. Feel it, feel it, feel it. Siphon those energies from all your brothers and sisters across space and time. Have them, look, they're coming down right down your elbow. They're coming all the way up that bicep. They're going right into your left tip. There, boom, boom, boom. Feel them throbbing through your left tip. Amazing! Whoa, 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 whoa! And now what do we say? Now we say... And I'm very grateful for that power. What you going to do with that power inside you? Uh, you're going to go forth and be mighty. That's what you're going to do. And you're going you're gonna, to uh, go hang out like little cuties at Meaning Wave Radio 24-7 over on the second channel, if you so wish. It's back, baby. It's back. We bought it back. Uh, if it died and it's in the night, someone killed it. But we brought it back to life. Back to life. Back to reality. So there you go. Brothers and sisters, I bid you adieu. Thank you for being here. Sweet dreams are made of these.